Hello, welcome to the Level 7 podcast. Um, it's a podcast, everything about Newcastle, I suppose. Three lads, all love football, so I thought we'd take a gap in the market, something that's never been done before, a little podcast about football there. So I'm I'm David. Baz, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Baz. Um, yeah, uh... I'm a member. I don't have a hundred loyalty points. Um, so that <laughs> my opinion, my my opinions, although kind of like decent, then I need more loyalty points to have better opinions. Um, so yeah, that's me. And Bloom, I'm Bloom. Um, former season ticket holder. When Rafa left, I left, and then the club got mint. <laughs> Everything's been up since you left uh, the season. How many, how many loyalty points do you have, Bloom? Not enough. Not enough. No, no, some more. But this is what we're doing this for. It gets you every podcast gets you hundred yeah. points. <laughs> every podcast is a point. It means we can you know what points to, get. A chance it, to get a ticket. It gets you. It gets you an upgrade. If we if we get a Wembley again, it gets you from TF. When when, when we get a Wembley. <laughs> I love right. uh, I love how we've got so good at football now, and yeah, it's the football NUFC Twitter is the most toxic place on the planet. I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, <laughs> let's start it. How then? So, obviously, on the back of preseason, um, coming into the start of the actual season now. So, Villa on Saturday. We're recording this on the Wednesday night. So, Villa on Saturday. Let's go into some predictions on what what in the forthcoming season. What you think is going to happen? Let's go with first. Uh, who's everyone's player of the season? Who do you think it was going to be? Bad? Uh, yeah. Um, no prizes really for this one from a Newcastle perspective. Uh, it's got to be Isak. Um, you know, he, he's generational. He's a generational player. Um, he does everything at an absolutely high level. And I think if he stays fit, you're probably going to see him taking out Haaland, probably win the silver boot. Um if if he stays fit, um, mm. there's there's no striker in the Premier League other than Haaland. I would trade for him right now. Um, he's absolutely fantastic, and if he stays fit, he's going to prove it this year. Um, proper top top world class player. It's not just his his goals though to go around play. He's come when he goes drifts wide to the left. Oh no! And moves in there. He drops deep as well. I noticed quite a lot of the weekend. He was especially in the first half. With the Villarreal game, he was dropping deep, picking the ball up, knocking off, and then turning, using that pace to get in, in behind. I think he's developing that all-round game. That's that'll take the run for Almiron's goal was, you know, was just mm-hmm. kind of like what we've come to expect from him now. Um, I totally agree. I mean, at the end of last season, Callum Wilson was scoring goals. We all love Callum Wilson, but this guy, you know, he's the full package. Um, Wilson, obviously, all he does is score goals, and it's a very, very kind of. It's a very, very good specialist skill to have, but this guy impacts the game even when he's not scoring. Um, you know, makes Willock better. You know, he's gonna he's gonna do wonders for Barnes. He creates that space in behind for pacey wingers. You know, such as Barnes, Armoron last year. Um, his link up plays is, is is fantastic, and yeah, I think I think people are starting to realise this now. Even even the mainstream podcasts with. Uh, you know, fans of the uh, so-called big six are kind of probably talking this guy up as being a top five Premier League striker. And yeah, I think he's top two. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's hard not to say anyone except Isaac for, or Isaac, I should say, for 
player of the season. I, sh- I will just say as well, we're recording this on Zoom. So if there's any like cutouts or any people stop talking randomly, that's the reason why. Um, but yeah, for me, Isaac's player of the season, although I'll be excited to see, obviously, the new signings like uh, Tonali, see what he can do for a full full season, full stretch, especially playing like alongside Bruno in the middle, just to kind of phrase up both players, see, see what each other can do. I think, moving on to the next uh, topic. What about, my what about Mike for the season? You are? What about Did you not say Isaac as well? Oh, my bad. I was going to say Isaac, I actually. Um, <laughs> I was going to give a special mention though, to, the, um, to Joe Linton and Botman. I think they'll be phenomenal players for again. I think we'll get better um, as they go on. Botman, full season under his belt. I think he's going to develop into a bit of a leader um, this season. I think we'll see that a lot more. Um, I think he'll be quality again at the back yeah. for us. Rolls-Royce. And Joe Lytton's just an absolute beast in the field, isn't he? So He's the gold. I want to give him a special mention, but yeah, Isaac's, Isaac's the man. Isaac. I wonder if Joe Linton's fitness levels can get any better. Because if you think about it, like in, you know, two years removed from when Bruce was in charge, you know, the guy's an absolute, always been a big lad, but he's took his fitness levels to the next level. I wonder if he's got another level to go to. Because his game is based on brute force power, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie as well. I absolutely adore the fact that he's found a way to get booked in practically every preseason friendly <laughs> that he's played this <laughs> so far. One thing the weekend, ten minutes in the weekend, he got booked. It's absolutely fantastic. He came on. He came on against Villa, kind of uh, three weeks ago in the summer series, and he was on the he was on the field for five minutes, and he kicked a a Villa youth team player over. So like, that's think, my well known love. Uh, it was a Villa youth team player, so it's fine. Well, yeah, it doesn't count it. I think Tate's getting next level, though. I think it's all about it's that adding that sort of final third quality, isn't it? We've seen them sort of the defensive work rate from them, the up and down, that box to box side of it. It's adding that bit of quality now. I think that's the next. That's where he takes his getting next level. And obviously, it was a great goal at the weekend, the strike. But I think it's the, the adding the goals and the assists in his game as well, which will be a big difference for him. He's very good at going quickly. And by that, I mean, when we're counter-attacking, when we're pressing, when we're kind of going at speed and, you know, playing against teams of a high line, his all-action game is is brilliant. And he does carry the ball. He does every... He carries the ball up pace. He goes very, very quick. He's a powerful guy. That, that's his game. One thing that, you know, you would say he is somewhat limited in is when it slows down. You know, when you're, when you're playing against teams who are kind of deploying the low block at home, for example, and you're not in those transitional players... You're not in that transitional system where it's all about pace and power. You need that kind of like guile. Like if he can add that to his game, I think you're right. You know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a regular fixture in the Brazil squad, and he's gonna be talked about as one of the best box to box midfielders in Europe. I think if he can um if he can add that dimension to his game, it's a big if, obviously. Yeah. I mean, for me, Joe Linton has can do anything. He is the absolute goat. The the goat. Um. Yeah, I I suppose we should go on the next thing, and and that is who do we think is going to be the young standout player of the season? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go. I'm going to go new Simon. I think. Uh, I think Livermento. I think. I honestly can see him towards the end of the season playing a lot of games at right back. Um. Mm. Obviously, he's still only twenty one. Um. Just signed. I think. It'll, I don't think he's going to rush into the team. I think it'll be one of those where. Eddie Howe takes his time breaking them in, like he's like he's done with Bruno. Was it six games with Bruno before he started? I think. Yeah. Obviously, Trippy is the main man. I think he will be for most of the season, but I think the guy for me just oozes glass. I think he's 
once you get to up and running and sort of that gets that confidence back as well from the injuries had. Um, I think by the end of the season, if I wouldn't be surprised if he's not, if not our starting right back, going like end of the season leading at the next one, he'll be ready for that male and role. I think he's, I think he's absolutely quality and yeah. you know playing Premier League football week in week out at eighteen years old, right back. He sort of went under the radar a bit Southampton at first, but I think I think he's quality. You know, I think he could be a massive player for us in the second half of the season. On the subject of right back, do we think Trippier is going to? If Livermore comes in and, like you say, like is playing every game as a as a stable in the team, do we think Trippier is going to flip the left side? Assume we don't sign the left back. I think I think we're back for to start the season probably in the first block of games prior to the first international break. You're going to see the same back four as last season. Yeah, if I, I agree. Fit. I think so, it's injuries. I think Livermore's chance will probably come possibly through an injury or suspension to Trippier or you know maybe in when Trippier's played in Europe maybe the follow up weekend. I think that's where we'll start to see him at first. Yeah. I think as the year progresses, I think you'll 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 play more games. Do we, do we think Trippier will go to the left side though if we don't sign? I mean, I'm going later in the season. It's an option to have, isn't it? It's a good option to have. Your strongest team come January has, I, I, you know, it's one thing saying now, but I think your strongest team come kind of January the first, for example, like when we're in the the thick of it, is probably going to include both Livermento and Trippier. Yeah, but you know, whatever kind of whatever flank that kind of means you'd probably you know and we're maybe getting super tactical here but you could probably make an argument that Trippier would go on to the left not only because he's done that in you know in his England career as well but because of the positions that Tenali takes up with the ball and kind of dropping into the right back position with his delivery if you've got that then you've got Trippier's you know Trippier's ball uh ball delivery on the left hand side coming from the left albeit with his right foot and then Tenali picking up that natural deep position for his cross field switches so it kind of gives you it gives you an extra dimension to a player in that respect. So I think it's very very hard to spend forty million pound on a on a player just for him to spit on the bench. But you know we have seen it happen with Anthony Gordon, who, by the way, spoiler alert, is my pick. Um, you know, kind of I think we're being a little bit hipster here by maybe not selecting that, uh, Elliot Anderson after the preseason that he's had. And what's amazing about this discussion with young players is, is you know, there's four or five that you could put forward as as potential names. But I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be Gordon. Um, not sure if he starts, you know, in the eleven on Saturday, for example. But you know, the confidence that he's now got after the summer that he's had, he looks electric every time he's got the ball. Very, very nimble, and I think yeah. he's going to shut a lot of people up this year. Um, a lot of Everton fans. Obviously, there's a scene on the Amazon Prime documentary where Amanda Stavely wants to play hardball, um, and yeah, I think the guy is 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 primed. To, to break out I think we'll see him in the England squad by the end of the season touch wood if he stays fit again I think there's no there's no question again with him is that he's, he's running his ability to up and down that wing track back put the work of the team no one's questioned that straight away I think again it's a bit like we said with Joe Linton earlier in the show it's about that quality in the final third and I think if you can add that bit of quality to his game which he's maybe lacked since he's arrived here in that last part of his career at Everton I think if he can add that and sort of Chip him with a few goals and assists. I think no one's questioning. I think his potential is there. It's massive with him. Similar to Almiron the last couple of seasons, isn't it? Where Almiron was very much like high energy player. Then he in in the last sort of season and a half, he's kind of chipped in with the goals a lot more. You can see Gordon doing a similar thing. I don't want to be too negative, but I think I think Gordon's got an incredibly an incredible amount more to his game than Miggy. Um, oh no, I agree. We, we, I'm just saying we, we all love him, but. 
yeah, I mean, kind of like October, November last year, he turned, he, he had, he had the purplest of all purple patches, didn't he? Um, yeah. Um, obviously, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be upset if he has a similar vein of form, but I do think, kind of, you know, Gordon has got a little bit more about him in terms of being nimble, um, being being quite tricky. I think he's getting a lot fitter, and you know, hopefully, kind of, if he gets a goal early. You know whether it's off the bench or in an early early game. I think he he's probably gonna he's probably gonna be a confidence type player and kind of go on a bit of a run. But whereas with Miggy, you always feel right. Okay, when's he gonna come back down to earth? And you know, mm. let, let, let's be frank, lads. He did last season. Um, after after his good run, I think kind of you're gonna see Gordon probably bring more of a table just other than his goals. Um, even when he's not scoring, for example. Where do you see him playing? Where where do you think his best position is for us? It's an excellent question, isn't it? Um, I think he's he's I'd like to see him on the right hand side of the front three. Um, but you know, I think it's gonna be very, very hard for it's gonna be very, very hard to see us not start an armor on. You know, you start he's he scored a couple of goals um in preseason. Good. You know, he, he has looked good. Um, but again, I think there's two teams, right? It's it's how does our team look now, and then how does the team look when we get into the you know mid season kind of like into the thick of it? And I think you know at some point in time, Almiron is going to drop out the side. You know, if that's after it could be after two weeks, it could be after twelve weeks. Um, if it's after if it's you know twelve weeks, it's because he scored seven and seven goals in twelve games, which is fantastic. But I think you know if we had a cup final next week. I would be wanting to see. I would be wanting to see Anthony Gordon on the right hand side of the front three, um, with Isaac up top, and then probably with Joel Linton on the, you know, the the left the left hand flank. Um, but the fact that we've got this depth now is is good. It's a conversation now, whereas, you know, there was no choice even even last season when we were doing so well. It was it was thirteen players shit or bust. What was that? Oh, what was that there, Thomas? Was that there? Um, <laughs> 50 pence, 50p in the swear jar? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, um, obviously you went Gordon, uh, Bloom, you went for who did you go for again? Um, Livermento. Livermento. Uh, I think, oh. uh, for me, Elliot Anson, I think he's primed, absolutely primed for a breakout, especially the amount of game time he had last season. I think he's going to be a, a fairly big player for us this season. Um, he looks just fitter, bigger, puts himself way more about more in the games. I think last season, this towards the start, especially, he kind of got bullied off the ball a bit more. If if preseason's anything to go by, the way he was carrying himself, bullying other players, it seemed for me that it was it was signs of a breakout in the coming season. Like, yeah, there was a moment, there was a moment in the preseason friendly against Brighton in um in the summer series where you know I'm just. First few minutes of the game, him and Caicedo had a bit of a shoving uh, match off the ball. And I really, really like that because, you know, there in Caicedo, you've got a player who's rated across Europe as one of the top players in his position. And Anderson was kind of like, right, okay, like I should be on the same pitch as you. I want to win this yeah. one-on-one battle. Um, and I think that that kind of like attitude, like, you know, as well as kind of the fitness levels that he's he's came in off the back of the summer, Um it it can only be a good thing, especially under Eddie Howe, right? He's in the perfect he's in the perfect place for mm. his development for a player with that type of game. Just something to talk about, I guess. Like you know, last season 
I don't know about you guys, but you would watch games and you felt like, right, okay, we had to win games in the first, you know, 60, 60 minutes or so, because when we did have to go to that bench, there was a little bit of a drop-off once we kind of got past the first sub or the second sub. I don't see that happening this year. Yeah, like, uh, I agree. I, I really I really don't because, you know, the choice that you're going to have, you know, whether you start with, with Almiron, you know, your option, your options instead of Almiron, you know, you might have Barnes, you know, kind of coming off the bench. If it's not Barnes, it's going to be Gordon, you know, with the left-hand side, you know, Joe Linton, Willock, like all of these players. Like, I, whereas kind of it was probably a little bit of a drop-off in some games and, you know, we did really, really well, but there was some games where it's a case of, right, okay, there's 20 minutes to go, the substitutes are coming, the standard is going to drop here. This season, I, I, I don't think it's going to. I especially It could even get better off the bench, couldn't it? You could have players like, at the start of the season, players like Tenali, um, Anderson, Barnes. Barnes coming off the bench, Wilson coming off the bench. I mean, imagine you've got a fellow when you need to go, bring on players like Wilson to try and nab that potentially. It's didn't have that luxury last season at the start, especially. I think it's, it's a good place to be. And I think we've got one of the stronger squads I've seen in a long time at Newcastle, probably since the Robson days, if not the Keegan days, really. Well, I mean, that our league position kind of like suggests that, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, I'm you know, there's, there's a couple of games, there's a couple of games that we won, for example, in the end. But you know, my mind casts back to you know, the period of the season after the cup final, we played Wolves, we came out of blocks, we scored a goal, we played amazing against Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think we were one nil up at half time, they then pulled it back. And, you know, you kind of think, oh, like, bloody hell, like, we need three points here. Like, where's that Where's that winner coming from? And it came from Almiron, and we found it, and that was great. And that was a period where Miggy was out of form, right? He'd been dropped for that game, and, and rightly so. Next game comes round, a couple of injuries. You know, Isaac kind of put the team on his back. You know, Anderson had the disallowed goal, and we won him with a 90th minute penalty. But again, it's like, oh, right, okay, like, you 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 had that fear factor kind of like with 20 minutes to go in a game where you really needed to feel that you need to pick up three points that we weren't going to do it because the level was dropping. I don't, I, I just, I don't see the drop off this season. Yes, in some areas of the pitch, you know, Isaac, you know, coming off is going to be a drop. It, 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 there is going to be a, a drop in level, you know, potentially kind of at centre half as well. There might be a drop in level, but midfield on the wings kind of where, you know, games tend to be won or lost, especially on Daddy Howe. I think that's the best thing about looking forward to this season, lads. Like, is, you know, there's the six positions over, you know, there's six positions in the front, you know, the top end of the pitch. And we've probably got, you know, 10, 11 players to fill them now, which is like amazing. It's a nice problem, nice problem to have, isn't it, for Eddie? Thinking about, thinking about managing the past, Rafa and, and before that, Padres. I think he's got a squad of 13 players, maybe to pick who. You want to go up there and you think, oh, right, they can win with the game. But now having these extra players and this bit of depth and, you know, it's players that you think, oh, you could play today or if he rests them, that's fine because we've got someone else to step in and fill that fill that spot. I think it's it's a lovely luxury to have. And obviously we've got a lot more games to play than last year as well, which will, which will be a factor hopefully with Europe and stuff. But fingers crossed, it's a, it's a good place to be in, isn't it, at the start? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well over, David. You're not doing a very good job of uh, of making sure me and Bloom don't ramble. Well, I just Next. want to keep keep the good good conversation flowing. You know what I mean? Why why stop something that's that top level good. that 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 top level content? Well, I was just about to move you on before you really interrupted us. <laughs> um, on the subject of goals and goals from the bench, I think this next one, to be honest, is going to be a quick one. Uh, top scorer. Who do you think it's going to be? Um, 
And does it rhyme with Dzak? Uh, I mean, I mean that was terrible. But I couldn't. I, I, I was seeing. That. I was like, nothing rhymes with Dzak. What rhymes with Dzak? You should have just had the Abber on in the background. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think he's gonna. It, 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 again, you know, he could. We don't want it to happen, but any player could kind of like pull a hamstring on the first game, or you know, kind of like go over. But it, you know, if he plays, if he plays thirty to thirty-five games, the guy's going to score twenty goals. I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, and you know, Wilson is going to get game time, and Wilson will score goals as well. But you know, I, Isaac, Isaac, he's just a superior player. Um, and he's going to get more game time, and he's going to score more goals as a result. But again, you know, that's not to discredit Wilson at all. I think when Wilson's fit, he's one and two, but this guy's just got that extra bit, bit of something yeah. special, which not many Henry players have. I also think, um, I think Harvey Barnes will chip him with quite a lot of goals as well. I think he'll be up there. <laughs> Our rate is goal score massively. I know it's score like the 13 goals last season, in the Premier League in a, in a relegated side. And I think, yeah. I think it's a quality, quality record it's from the left and, I can see him scoring 20 goals in all competitions this season. And I'll, I'll put it out there and I'll say it again. <laughs> Harvey Barnes will score 20 goals across all competitions this season. The English Almiron will score 20 goals this he season. Will. He's underrated, honestly. What I think it's an incredible signing, I think. Which I guess leads one to new signings, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. For me, I he's... Mean... I mean, yeah, if you've got him getting twenty goals, like, and you're gonna do who's your who's the best Newcastle summer sign and stop stop the discussion there, right? Harvey Barnes scores goals, I tell you. He he'll he chips him with a few assists, not as many. I think that's I'd like to see more there, but I mean Leicester didn't really have a strike last season, did they, let's be honest. But yeah. Season before, ten assists. Last season was just one in the Premier League, but I think he'll I think by if he doesn't start at Villa within the next couple of weeks, I think he'll be starting on the left wing. I think he'll score goals. I think his pace and the way he plays direct helps us, especially with the starting fixtures as well. We've got a tough run at the start of the season. I think mm. teams are going to come at us at the start. They're not going to sit back. And I think Harvey Barnes with a little one twos in behind. I think it's a dangerous threat to have. And I think you know pace can win your games. So to speak, and the way he gets in behind, I think you'll score goals and I think you'll cause havoc for defenders. Yeah, I think with regards to new signings, I think Tonali is is going to be what Botman was for us at the back. Tonali's going to be in midfield. Like he's going to be that. I know we already have Bruno, but he's going to be a Rolls Royce, like in the center of the park. And it's going to, I think you're going to, it's like I said before, I think it's going to free up Bruno and you're going to see like a whole other level to his some, game as well. Some would say Especially Ferrari. in the first three. Ferrari, yeah, that would make sense. He just sees passes, doesn't that? I think he hits the pass. How have you played that? How have you spotted that? I think, and he just does it with such ease. And like he's absolute. Majestic. He's always wanting to pass forward as well, isn't he? Yeah, it's just majestic that he does it. I think it's yeah, it shows his quality. Baz, for you, anything on new signings? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one out of three. Well, we have made four signings, but Mint is, you know, back on loan. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, all three of the signings are are, are great. I think Tenali's going to be fantastic long term. I, I, I think it's going to maybe take him a few weeks to kind of really kind of hit the levels that he needs to. Um and I, you know, see him for example starting games but not finishing them, for example. Um Livermento again, you know, I think when we get to when we, when the season hits full stride, he's gonna be he's gonna be kind of, you know, in, in and around the first team. But whether he starts, I don't know. Um and then you've got Barnes, like you say, like uh, yeah, I'm 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 a little bit less bullish um of, of, of Bloom. 
um let's say to probably brand him as the English Almiron as maybe a compliment um some people would say but he's Jack I don't, I don't, I don't quite see him scoring 20 goals um yeah I mean out of those three I would probably say Livermento um just because of the fact that if he does enable us to play a back four with him and Trippier in it it's going to kind of upgrade the side um we all do love Dan Byrne you know he's he's he, Great story, uh, fantastic value for money signing um, that a lot of people from the outside looking in ridiculed, but he's done absolutely everything right um, in a Newcastle shirt so far. But, you know, he is he is limited um, in his game. Defensively, he's brilliant. Um, and, and when you're playing certain types of teams, he's fantastic and he does his job very, very well and he allows us to be compact. But I just... I just have visions of, of of Maxi last season, you know, holding the ball up on the left wing and waiting for a couple of seconds for for, for Burn to catch up and make the overlap and run. And you know, Livermento is is going to be bombing on, and he, you know, he's not going to give defenses against us a chance to rest with all his overlap and runs. So I'll say Livermento, um, just to just to be different. Um, but no, yeah. Well, you know, we've all been different. Once we've had, we've had we've had one vote for each, but hopefully, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have another couple of transfers to maybe talk about in the in yeah, the, the best upcoming. Best still yet to be coming, coming in a left back. Who knows? Um, so who do we think this season's surprise package will be? Um, I'll go first on this one because I've had a thought about this, and I almost picked them for young player of the season, but I want to go with Lewis Miley because I think I know. The reasons behind um, Eddie Howe not loaning him out and whatnot, but I think I think it was telling when he had a, he was given a squad number on the on the in the senior team straight away. I think he's going to play a lot more games and get a lot more game time than Eddie Howe's letting on. And I think he looked very impressive in the preseason. And I think later on in the season, uh, especially when the injuries and stuff come in, I think he's actually going to play like a decent role within the squad. So I think he's going to be my surprise package. I'm not saying he's going to start every week, but I'm saying he's a 17-year-old player that's going to be playing a decent amount of minutes, in there, which Newcastle hasn't seen for something to fill. I think when you, when, you, a while. when you look at his development and you compare him, everyone's been really bullish about Elliot Anderson over the summer and his role this season. I think you forget he's 20. If you look where where Miley is, what he's doing now at the age of 17, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think he really will have an impact at some point as well. I think that sort of after Christmas run, possibly where the game's come thick and fast, you know, sort of playing midweek potentially in Europe, potentially a few Premier League midweek games. I think injuries pick up in the colder weather. I think that's when we'll see him sort of step in and step up. And I think he's he's got the quality and he's already bullying yeah. the pitch as well, isn't he? And he's Good big, size as well, isn't he? Six, yeah, six one, something like that. Mm-hmm. He looks like an absolute beast already. And you can almost compare him, but I think like the Jude Bellingham, like look, the mould he's in and stuff in the in the yeah. In the physique he's got now, and he's a bit box to box. Yeah, I'd like to see that more of him, and I think he's only going to get better and absolute star on my hands, haven't we? Been a I while see... since I've seen a Newcastle player, a seventeen-year-old, like playing for the team and like looking genuinely good, like he could play for the team. Uh, to my memory, I can't actually think of a single one. It's exciting, isn't it? Really exciting yeah. to see what what he could achieve. As a direct comp, I actually see see a lot of Michael Carrick there. Mm, um. Yeah. In terms of like he's his composure on the ball, um, and when he does go into that frame, you know, a couple of years from now, it's uh, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a real kind of like superstar. I think the the decision to not send him out on loan and to keep him with the first team is 
you know, a, a good one at that stage in his career. One, you know, you don't want to be sending a 17-year-old out on loan to the, you know, a different, uh, you know, a different city. It's a big move to make. So at such an early age, but I think also the level that he's going to kind of like have to live up to on a day-to-day basis in training um, is going to do wonders for his development as well. Um, I think he's changed. Man City and Foden, for example, as you know, I, I don't want to kind of put too much pressure on the lad and say he's, you know, he's going to be like Foden. But if you look what Pep Guardiola did there for years, where it was a case of, you know, you know, not sending the guy out on loan, keeping them kind of like developing them in the squad with the first team players, training every day, knowing what the levels that he needs to hit are, and not dropping from that. I think Howe's kind of got a similar strategy with this kid. Yeah, I think I think it's when he steps into the pitch as well. You see that he's not overawed, as he's not just sort of playing that easy pass. And that, look, when he came on at Chelsea, he hit the bar. He was sort of spraying the ball about a couple of times towards the end, and he's looked he's looked confident. He looked as though he was on the stage that he was right for. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a really hot take, by the way, saying that the the seventeen year old like potential superstar is going to be a breakout player, guys. So uh, I don't <laughs> I all agree got... that that's going to be a surprise package, or. Um, I mean, like I say, I'll, I'll I'll come a little bit from their field, but I don't think I'm reaching too far with this. I'd say Joe Willock. Um, yeah, he, he was he had a really good spell. Um, you know, to end last season up until his injury, I do feel as if he would have got called for England. I think you know, you see kind of like his post. He hasn't been necessarily kind of training, you know, or or kind of playing in preseason, and yeah. You know, it may take him a while to kind of really hit his stride, but I feel like when he does, he's uh, he's going to be back at that level again eventually. Um, and again, you know, if you've got these players who are going to be at least flirting with the England squad, then uh, it can only be good for Newcastle United. Goes under the radar, doesn't he, Joe Willock? Especially in the midfield when you got Bruno and Joe Linton and that. Needs to, really? needs to add five goals a season to his game, I think, if he really yeah. wants to kind of like, you know, Liverpool's level is finishing sometimes can be a bit off, but you know, still that pass though. He's still still young as well. You can you can improve. Exactly. Yeah. We forget how young he is. Absolutely. Bloom, any surprises for you or you It's not really a surprise in terms of when how good he is. But I think Joe Litton's gonna step it up again another level. I've got him as a sort of surprise package. Honestly, I think he's gonna get better again. Like playing against playing with better players around him and stuff. I think he's gonna we're going to see how good he can be. I think he'll be the star for Brazil the next year, star for us, I think. And so that extra spotlight with Europe and stuff, I think honestly, well, he's going to be a phenomenal player for it again. I think he's going to really take the next level and be buzzing for him as well. Right. How I many, had enough. How many Joe Willock, sorry, sorry, David, how go many Joe Linton Bugans, just quickly, one word answers like this season? How many times is he going to get, how many yellow cards is he going to get? 38. David. <laughs> <laughs> just in the Premier League. He's probably not far away, I tell you, in all competitions uh, with that. Um, right, I think it's time we've had a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes and predictions, and we need some absolutes. Uh, what's everyone's team for the Villa game? I think for me, I think for me, the back the back five, if Shah's fit, pick themselves. Um, yeah. I'm going Pope and goal, Trippier, Shah, Botman, Ben. Um, that that would be my back four. I was earlier in the preseason, I was torn a bit with. Burn and Target left back, but I think I think Burn just looks a bit fitter, a bit more ready. I think Target maybe struggled a bit at the weekend when he played. So I think that would be my back five. I think that's locked in for me, sort of 
fingers crossed Shaw doesn't make it and he's fit. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's back five is not in question. As long as Shaw's fit, back five stands. Uh Baz, you do you think the same back five? Or do you want yeah, to Yeah, back five. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys a full team and then you can criticize it and probably give me yours. Um so yeah, like back five. So Pope, uh Burn left back, Shaw, Botman, Trippier. I'd probably go midfield, Tenali, Anderson, Bruno, um, and then up front, Isaac, Almiron, wide right, wide left, Joe Linton. Um, but like I say, that's 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 a team for Villa for me. It's not necessarily our strongest eleven, but I think it's the best team to beat Villa with the ammunition that you'd have off the bench. Yeah, I've got to finish your team. I've got a bit different. Yeah, I've got Longstaff, Bruno, and Joe Linton in the midfield. Um, I think it's just I know Longstaff hasn't played a lot either Joe Linton in preseason. I think you say go out and give her an hour. Um, the legs and they'll get about that bit better sort of the way they play the box and stuff, try and pass through you. I think a bit more up and down then front three, Gordon, Armoron, and Isaac. I think I think Howe's selections at the weekend sort of hinted playing those three players together in groups and stuff. I think hinted that maybe that's what he's looking to do. But I think the only question that I maybe have on that is will he go with Barnes after the way he's, the way he played at the weekend? But I think Gordon, you've got to give him the chance, and I think it's his place to to lose almost at the minute. If he says, but he had a great Euros, I think. So I think that's what I'll go with. What worries me about playing Aston Villa is, and you know, I was unfortunate enough to be there when we got done three 0 um, away from home, and uh, yeah, in the summer series as well. Is their box midfield Buendia is a pain to deal with um which if you're an Aston Villa fan is is brilliant he's the type of player where you know you hate going against him he's just annoying um little fouls coming from behind kind of like you know to disrupt disrupt Bruno's rhythm disrupt uh you know disrupt Tenali's rhythm for example you know I hope we're not necessarily caught cold and that's why I think they'll go with Anderson because he has got like that little bit of uh physicality about him so um yeah, like that's one to watch out for for me. Um, is is how we deal with their box midfield, most notably kind of like Buendia and and, and Douglas Louise. But they're very good players, but they're incredibly annoying to, to play against. And we need that physicality and make, to make sure that Tanai, for example, doesn't get isn't undercooked going into that game because they are a good side. Yeah, absolutely. David, do you have any other thoughts on that? On your, um, I'm thinking my the midfield three. I like the long staff, Bruno Tanali. Uh, I think we're going to go Joe Linton left, Isaac, and then Almiron right. Um, I think it's it's. I, I was thinking about it then. It's just so hard to pick a team because there's so many players that I missed out that I want them to start and it'd be good starting, like Barnes, Gordon especially, Anderson as well. Like them three are really lucky, unlucky to miss out. But I think for me, like um, Joe Linton has to start, especially against Villa. We need that aggression from from day one. Um, I, need, I need him to go through Buendia. Like, yeah. I, just with the annoyance. For the annoyance. Just to, not quite that bad. But <laughs> just, just to set the tone, you know, kind of like to say like, look, like you're coming back our place here. You're not getting away with the, You're not getting away with this shit without, um, w- w- without repercussions. And, you know, I sound a bit like Roy Keane here, but, you know, like, we'll leave, I'll leave you, Mark. Like, if you've got Joel in your team, like, you know, use him. <laughs> Similar. I couldn't believe he's only six one, you know. I thought I swore he was like six four. Yeah, the same height as Longstaff in that. Mental. He's Disney, yeah. 
Right. Well, let's go on to the, the next topic. The penultimate topic, so I think I've got a surprise one for you. Um, what's next in the transfer window? Do we think there's another sign coming in? Another two signings? Or do you think that's it done? We need them. We do. I can see, I can see another two come in. I think maybe another permanent signing. Um, I think it's good. I think we all probably agree we need a, a right side centre back. Um, yeah. I I just hope that the the form of Alex Murphy, um, although he's been brilliant in pre season, I hope that hasn't sort of said we'll we'll not fill that void. Um, he's yeah. not ready, he's ready for Premier League football yet, and I think Lascelles is a is a disaster waiting to happen at some point. He's been a great servant for the club, but. Where the club's going and where the team's evolving, it's I think it's time to sort of move them on now and yeah. sort of cut the cloth of that one. Um, so no, I think a right centre back's definitely what what I'd be looking at. So there's a few links obviously going around. We've got sort of Anderson at at Crystal Palace, who's 27 year old. I think it's fits that experience vibe of it, doesn't it? Sort of he's he's Premier League ready, could step straight into the team. He's very similar to Shaw in terms of passing on the ball. He's he's good in the air. He can. You can play that long crossfield ball, which we seem to really value from that right or left and, and have the Luke, space. Right. Does, does that not feel like a Harvey Barnes style signing where, he, you know, he, he's good, but he doesn't necessarily kind of think, oh, like, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't give you a hard on, does he? Like, he doesn't know. It doesn't get the juice of flow, does it? That's the problem. It doesn't, doesn't really excite you. Um, but neither did like the Dan Burns signings last season, but then that's the, that they're the kind of signings that. Genuinely, massively strengthen the team, and, and I think look forward. at twenty-seven year old as well. You're going to get five years out, of them, aren't you? It's sort of the top level. I think what's it being talked about? Forty million. I think that's a bit much. I'd, I'd rather be sort of thirty. I think I could say fair enough, maybe. But I think south of thirty, south yeah. of thirty, twenty-five-ish seems right. But forty for me seems uh, very heavy. Uh, I saw been linked with um, Chavalar at Chelsea as well. Mm. Today, I think that's a good an interesting one. I think he's been when he's played. I think I think he's been okay for Chelsea. Not that I've seen loads of them, but um, he seems to have done well for them. Seems to have uh, all what... physical attributes, doesn't he? Like uh, that, that you want for me. Like uh, everybody, every we're not being we're not being revolutionary here and, and having hot takes by saying we need a, a right side centre half. For me, you know, you've got Anderson, which is right. Okay. Like, you can see why they made the signing, can't you? Like, yeah, it, it. I wouldn't say it's. An, I wouldn't say Anderson is an upgrade. It's adding depth. I think what we probably want to see is like you know Harvey Barnes. That was my contention. He's a good player. Um, I don't think he's a great player. <laughs> if he's he a good 20, player. He's still, he twenty goals. He's a great player. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he he's you know he's kind of he's giving you more of what we already have, and I just see Anderson would be more of what we already have. I'd love to see us go for like somebody like a Tamori. You know, kind of, we've already done business with AC Milan once, you know, very, very quick. Um, and I think value for money in the Italian league as well, isn't it? There is, yeah. So I think that's an area where we really need to upgrade. Um, and it, you know, I think everybody knows it as well. The problem is the selling clubs know it, yeah, absolutely. I think we'll we'll see that in the documentary as it comes out, I think, as well, won't we? The sort of the hardball teams going to play with play us, a hardball, yeah. Um, I'd love to say, I know we talk about like the age of players as well. I'd rather a a twenty one year old player who's who can grow with the club and get better and form a partnership with with Botman for the next ten years. I think that would be 
yeah. what I would like to see rather than a the ideal. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Especially if you look at the like the cost disparity between kind of what like you you perceive to be, you know, like, like I say, with no disrespect, an average signing, which you know Anderson would be, you know, if you were to kind of like instead of parting with forty million, say part with sixty million, and that allows you to kind of like get somebody from that top draw, um, that you can just plug in for the next ten years and be like, I don't need upgrade at all, um, yeah, obviously these players are few and far between, that's the issue. Um, Tobido from Nice is uh, or I think it's Tobido or Tobio Todibo. Uh, Tobibo, yeah. Um, he, look, he looks man United fan, I think, at the minute with Maguire going yeah. to West Ham. I think that seems to be the the idea out there, which is a shame. Those, those pesky glazers, that's it, yeah. Spending, spending 200 million pounds on a transfer window again. At least the man United fans will be sport man. Well, the few that, that they have will be supporting them rather than Norwich for the season at the start. <laughs> I give it a few weeks, yeah. Aye. I think I think he's a dead right with the right side centre back. But for myself, I want I want a trippier esque left back. That's what I want. I want I want that attacking threat from the full backs on both sides, on the wing backs, really. Um whenever I seen the weakness in the team last year, it was from Dan Byrne. Nothing that he can have changed really. It's just his slowness because of his size. Um so for me, I, I'd really love to see a left back come in. Obviously, I'd like to see both of them come in, but I think in reality, I don't think we'll see either, to be totally honest. Um, I just don't think... I think £40 million for Anderson is a prime example of why the market is just so so heavily inflated at the minute on certain players, unless there's like a good deal comes up. I would rather them not do the business, if that makes sense, um, and save it for January, just to see where we're at. But, you know, you never know. I've been surprised quite a few times the last year and a half, so I'm kind of happy with the signs I had, but want more um, in effect. Um, one plus one. Yeah. Get us that centre-half to keep everybody happy and then, you know, give us something to, if we're being really greedy, give us something to really kind of like salivate over at the end of the window. Your Bruno signing, your Bruno, your Isaac signing right at the end of the window. That's, yeah. Add that it, real quality. He's not a world star, and you know, there's no doubt that we've got a where we've got a plethora of talent at this end of the pitch. But a player which which I've kind of you know reading up on and, and not understanding kind of his release calls as well. Um, Michael Elise at Palace, he's got 35 million pound release clause, which I can't help but feel you know, in this day and age, for you know, a player of that standard yeah, caliber he's, he's in his age, player. yeah. Is he is he a little bit lazy off the ball? Could that be kind of like a concern? But you know, kind of if you were to kind of like, you know, like that is a value. For, I'm not saying sign him by any means, but it's just an interesting one. I'm very very surprised that you know the talent interest. versus the the talent versus the the price fact the deal can be done at. Um, yeah. For example, I think he's he's a, he's a player that you could say a sign in terms of the the age, the the, the sort of attack and flair, the, the potential to grow. He's sort of quite quick as well, isn't he? So. He sort of fits a lot of ticks a lot of boxes for the way we the way we play and the players we sign. I think it's quite interesting. Absolutely. I think we probably will end off, you know, you know, like I say, if, if there's somebody there's somebody is gonna do that deal, maybe, maybe it could be us. Um, maybe it's another team. I think you know, kind of 
I'd be very, very shocked if the transfer window slammed shut and, you know, you know, he was a he was a palace. Eze is a great player at Crystal Palace as well, for example, but he ha- he doesn't have a release clause. Um and he's got a little bit of, you know, a bit of a tortured past with injuries. Um but yeah, just just an interest just an interesting one. Right. Well, I think we'll cover all the topics. So I said penultimate because I've got a I've got a I've actually got two because you just made us think another one, sign kind of on the topic. But my first question is, for just to each of you, if you could sign one player right now on the market, any player, who would you pick? What's your instinct go to? Who's your first one that comes to mind? I'll let Barry go first for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really tough one. I think uh, you know, kind of given given the needs of the squad. You know, you'd say left back, or you'd say you'd say centre half. Um, I think given the fact that we've already got Livermento, you know, you'd probably want a top tier. You'd probably want a top tier centre half, really. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say to Tobedo or Tobedo uh, or Tobedo to, but <laughs> the guy from Nice, the French, the, the young French centre half from Nice. Um, I think you know, kind of ticks a ticks a lot of boxes in terms of you know being realistic, you know, and kind of, you know, improving the, the level of, of that position in the squad. Um, it takes every box for me. So, yeah, the French centre-half from Nice. Bloom? Um, I'm going to play on your desire for a left-back, David. Um, and I'm going to go Teo Hernandez. That's a good one. Teo Hernandez. Yeah, up there, like. I think he's See, a I was... He fits the bill you've asked for as well, isn't it? Attacking, yeah. attacking left-back. and. He lives, he lives the life as well. I didn't see some of the pictures on the summer and stuff. He, he'd be a bit of a, a good figure to have around the club as well, just for, yeah. the, for the value. Uh, I was going to go to Hernandez, but I had another one in my head, left-back wise, so I'll say that instead, and that's Kieran Tierney. Uh, I really liked him when he played for uh, Celtic, and I uh, really liked him when he played for Arsenal. So, thank you for you, you get the walking sticks in with the price. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah, but it, who knows? I would, I would want Hernandez over him. But I thought I'd go for another one. And my last question is predictions for finishing. Where we're going to finish? Top six. Be happy. I want a number. I want. I want um, where we're going to finish. Fifth. I'll be happy with top six. We'll take. Well, I'm going to say fourth. Fourth. Square up line again. It's important to it's important to remember, by the way, I think, with the the success of British clubs and English clubs in, in Europe. Um I say the success of British clubs. Uh you know, Rangers had a decent one. Celtic have done nothing in Europe for generations. Um but yeah, I, I I'm not sure if this is the case, but it's been talked about that that fifth place does actually seal Champions League qualification um for Premier League clubs moving forward. Yeah. Um so yeah, obviously that's that that's great for us, right? Um, you know, are we capable of finishing third? I, you know, kind of yes, but it's incredibly unlikely. Um, I do think our kind of like our sweet spot is between fourth and sixth, depending on kind of you know what happens with injuries. But if our fifth place gets Europe, then more the better. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go fourth. Yeah, good lad. Comfortably. Comfortably. We're not going to stick it in comfortably. Maybe get through there. Why not? Always dream big. Yeah. Villa scores well, for Saturday. Right, come on then. End of the Villa scores. 
It's a tough game. Three, one, three one Newcastle. Two nil Newcastle. Anthony Gordon off the bench in the second half. Kisses a badge. Two two one. Isaac and Barnes. Because Barnes scores goals. Uh, that'll, that'll only leave him 19 left to get, mate. So, uh, yeah. He's, every time we do a prediction... He's a spoiler, guys, for our... Uh, you know, like, for those of you who are kind of still here at this point in time, you know, 50 minutes into the podcast. My mum and dad. Every, every scoring... <laughs> <laughs> Every scoring prediction this season, uh, Bloom is going to be forced to 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 say that Harvey Barnes is going to score um, because he's going to lose five one to Man City. Barnes to score. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be we're going to be sat here, we're going to be sat here in April, and he's got four goals, and and Bloom is going to be projecting that he scores a hat trick every game. Right. Well, we're we're going to have to end it now, otherwise we'll be sat here in April, and Bloom will give all the predictions of the Barnes goals. So that's the first one. All wrapped up and done. Hopefully we'll get a good result in the weekend and we'll see you 